The Bible Study Podcast, episode 601. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with the second part of Mark chapter 10. We left Mark chapter 10 after verse 31. This is probably going to be a little shorter than it was last week, but Jesus again predicts his death. Jesus predicts his death a third time. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Now we're in Mark 10. Mark has 16 verses, and we're already basically in the week before Holy Week, or maybe it's two weeks before, but we're really wrapping up this gospel. Most of the gospels or at least a large portion of the Gospels, have to do with that last week between Palm Sunday and Easter. And so if you look at the Gospels, the first part of the two or three years that Jesus is doing his ministry is compressed so that we can focus a lot on that last very important week. Now it says the third time, remember Jesus had gone and asked the disciples who you say that I am. And Peter had said, you are the son of the living God. And then very immediately started telling them he was going to go to Jerusalem to die. And Peter rebuked him and said, don't say such things and got in trouble for that. So he told them then, he's told them a couple times now what's going to happen. And then he's also said things like, don't tell after the transfiguration, don't tell anybody about this until after the son of man rises from the dead. And they didn't know what he meant. They debated amongst themselves what rising from the dead meant. So he's really told them several times, and they're not going to get it. And they're not going to get it because they're not wanting to get it. They're not understanding the rising from the dead part I get. And maybe that's just confusing the whole thing. But there's elsewhere in the Gospels we hear that when Jesus says he's going to go to Jerusalem, he's going to go to Jerusalem for the Passover. Well, remember the Pharisees and the teachers of the law have been plotting to kill him for some time now. And one of the disciples, and I want to say it's Bartholomew, says, well, let us go with him and die. And so they understand that going to Jerusalem is dangerous for Jesus. And notice here it says that the disciples were astonished as Jesus is heading to Jerusalem, while those who followed were afraid. That's why they're afraid. They already know that Jesus is under threat from the religious leaders. And so he tells them plainly, yes, not only under threat, but I'm going to die. Request of James and John. Now, I want you to hear this request and remember the context of the verse we just had. Jesus talking about going to die, because James and John's going to say something with a context of more of a Palm Sunday sort of context of Jesus coming in as king. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? 
We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink, and be baptized with the baptism I am baptizing with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those to whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be the first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus just finishes saying, I'm going to die, tells him the third time, and James and John, again thinking probably more about the Palm Sunday sort of king coming to Jerusalem, hey, can we sit at your right hand and left hand? First they ask, would you do for us whatever we ask? Well, that sounds just ridiculous. Of course, sometimes my prayers sound like that probably. You know, God, wouldn't you do for me whatever I ask? Rather than what is your will in this situation or what should I do or those sort of things. You know, I I understand where they're coming from, but boy, my goodness, isn't that brazen. Now, I know that Jesus has already showed them favor. He's already taken them and Peter, for instance, specially up to the Mount of Transfiguration. So they may be a little full of themselves and may think of themselves as special. So they ask, can we have the places of honor in your kingdom? And he says, well, you know, are you willing to drink the cup that I'm drinking? Be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. He's about to die. That's what he's talking about. That's not what they're hearing. Oh, sure, yeah, we're prepared for that. And he says, well, okay, that part of the deal works, but I can't tell you right hand or left hand because basically those, elsewhere he says that's his father's decision. And also elsewhere in one of the other versions, it says that his, they have their mother come and say, you know, wouldn't, can't my son sit at your left and right hand? So whether they put her up to it or say it directly, doesn't really matter. They, everybody knows that this is James and John and they're indignant with him. And so Jesus says, this is not what it means to be a leader in the kingdom of God. This is not what it means to be a leader in the church. What it means to be a leader is to serve. And he's about to go to Jerusalem to die, but he's also about to go to Jerusalem and to wash the feet of the disciples and to show them what this means. James will be the first of the apostles to die, the first of the twelve. Well, not counting Judas. And John will be the last. John will actually be the only one who lives to an old age and is imprisoned and is exiled. All of the apostles will drink this cup. All of the apostles will be baptized with his baptism that is unto death. And then lastly in this chapter, blind Bartimaeus receives his sight. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road begging. When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called To the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. 
I do think that when somebody who is blind comes up to you and you say, what do you want me to do? That sounds like a rather silly question, but it was probably important for Bartimaeus to say to Jesus, I want to see. I think you can do it, basically, is what he's also saying at that point. He shows great faith, and I like the fact that Bartimaeus doesn't let anyone get in his way. Bartimaeus doesn't shut up just because it's inconvenient. Bartimaeus has a need and hears that Jesus is there and knows that Jesus can help. And I also like the fact that at the end of the story, where Bartimaeus goes, is with Jesus. Because that's the only appropriate response for what Jesus can and will do in our lives, is to follow him. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.